Hello, and welcome back to the Retrain Back Pain podcast. I am your host, Deneen Vigiano. I also happen to be the creator and founder and CEO of Retrain Back Pain. If this is your first time joining me on the podcast, I want to say welcome. I'm really glad that we found each other, and I certainly hope that we can connect on social media and or through my email newsletter. You can find the links to everything that I do on my Instagram page at Retrain Back Pain and or my website, Retrain Back Pain. Today we're going to get into assembling your team. And so this is a really uh, generalized way of saying, how do you get the help that you need? How do you find the doctors and therapists and clinicians and programming that ultimately is going to help you get out of pain and understand what brings it on and how best to handle it? So let's start with assembling, assembling your team. What does that mean? Assembling your, your team is what I call building your care team or creating your panel of doctors that you can refer to. And here's the thing. Very often in our lives, we're moving around, whether we're out to dinner with friends or we're at the holidays with extended family or sitting, sitting next to somebody on a plane. And they'll often say, oh, I've got this wonderful fill in the blank. Could be an acupuncturist, could be a podiatrist, could be an osteopath or a physiatrist. And uh, let me know if you relate to this. Sometimes it's like, oh yeah, uh-huh. And you just sort of move on with your thought process and the conversation. Assembling your team, one of the first steps is take all those recommendations. There is no better way to find a good medical provider or a good clinician than by referral word of mouth. That It's kind of the gold standard. It's the best. If there's somebody that you know and trust and they're taking the time to say, hey, I found this great person that's helped me with XYZ ailment, it's in your best interest, especially if you're over the age of 40, <laughs> it's in your best interest to start keeping a file of all those, all those clinicians and therapists, right? So you may not need uh, an acupuncturist right now, or you may not need an osteopath right now. You may not ever need that referral, but wouldn't it be nice if you've got seven years of list building? So that that one time that you decide you need X, Y, Z services, you can go into however you want to organize your file and look at, hmm, has anyone else I know ever been in this situation and found a really good person? Because you know when you need that person, you're not going to remember the conversations. We have so many conversations. We know so many people. We get so many referrals that if they're not applicable to us right now, we really, we usually just brush them off. So no more. From now on, start to pack those referrals into a safe spot. It can be in your notes file on your phone or computer. It could be in a context file grouped by doctors, however you want to do it. If you have a pen and paper, notebook, calendar, styly thing, you can do it that way, right? doesn't matter. 
you do want to be able to find it though once you file it that's sort of a that's sort of a challenge for some of us right we've got this great system we file things and then we forget about it we can't remember where we put it so that's a whole other topic we'll come to back back to another time so assembling your team if you're over the age of you know 35 or 40 it's sort of inevitable that you're going to have some medical needs in the next 10 to 20 years and so if you have some anxieties about doctors and you just don't like doctors you just don't want to go to doctors and you just i hear this a lot like i i attract people who really don't want to go see doctors and i understand i've had those same experiences where i've not been believed i've um, been discredited or dismissed by medical professionals as if my concerns and my discomforts are all in my head unwarranted i'm exaggerating i'm not doing enough about it um, especially if you're a woman uh, i just want to say out loud here on the podcast that uh, we're really getting short shrift by the medical community i hear i hear it from almost all of my women colleague uh, clients so that's also a part of this discussion is assembling your team and managing your team and by team i mean who's going to help you get well who are you going to work with now who you want to work with is the very first step in becoming your own back rehab boss that happens to be the name of my online coaching program back rehab boss because when you go see a doctor or a clinician or a therapist you are interviewing them for a job you're in charge it's your body it's your health care it's your back or neck or hips or pelvis or ankle or knee for that matter and the doctors you're going to see either you want to work with them or you don't just because they're on your medical insurance list as approved providers doesn't matter that they're doesn't mean that they're the only game in town right so that's the first step when you go see a doctor you're really in charge now they're busy and they may only have 10 minutes for you so they may be running the show when they walk in the room to see you and that's understandable but remember that you know your body you have the experiences of your discomforts and your injuries and all the previous doctors and images that you've ever seen and so i argue with my clients that you are the expert of your body nobody knows your body better than you so when you go see these professionals you're gonna you're gonna take charge and how do you take charge before you even walk in the door you want to have a list of questions and you want to know what your goal is for the appointment so all too often we have a doctor's appointment and we book the appointment and then we just show up and then we just sit there and we wait for the doctor to come in and then we wait for the doctor to tell us something and then and then the doctor tells us something and then we go home we're gonna do that a little differently when you go see a medical professional of any sort i'm just going to say medical professional to encompass clinicians therapists and doctors and surgeons here you want to know what you want to give it some pre-thought what are your movement goals and that's going to change over time 
Maybe your movement goals are just to be able to sit or to stand or to walk without pain. Maybe your movement goals are you're unable to run or bike and you want to get back to your sport, right? So think about where you are. Think about the situation you're in today and what are your movement goals? Like what do you want this person, this medical professional to be able to help you with? Because when you walk in and you say, I just want to be able to stand without pain, that is, that may have a very different treatment protocol than if you walk in and say, I need to run a marathon by July, right? So um, how your doctor is going to interact with you and how they're going to understand your pain has a lot to do with how realistic you are about your goals as well. So that's one thing. Identify and define your movement goals as much for you as for this conversation with your medical professionals. And then ask yourself, what are you looking for from this visit? What is the outcome? What is the optimal outcome that you are hoping for when you leave whoever's office you're in? Write that down too. And then you may also want to be asking this professional, what would they do? What would they recommend if you were their sister, wife, daughter, cousin, something like that? If you were in my position, what would you do? Especially when it comes to surgery, right? Um, so ask, ask them for like a personal to think it through personally and then give you a recommendation. That's another question I like to ask. One of the problems that happens when we go see medical professionals, especially doctors, is that, you know, once they start talking mumbo jumbo medical terminology, it just, after one or two things, it becomes too much for our brains to handle. So you go in, let's assume you're already in pain. So that jumbles your thought process. And then the doctor starts talking about anatomical concepts and you're trying to hold on for dear life, just following their conversation that jumbles your brain a little more. And at the end of 15 minutes, it can be really hard to even to walk out of that office and be like, what did they just say? What was that thing? What does this mean? What was that word? Right? It's too much. It's too much for us to handle, especially if you don't have a medical background and, and your particular, provider is speaking in anatomical tongues, as it were, or Latin. So what do you do about that? When you sit down, you can offer or you can ask for permission. Do you mind if I record our appointment so that I can replay it later or so that I can share it with my significant other? Usually if you have an iPhone, there's a record app right on your iPhone, or you can go to the app store in any, um, in any uh, operating platform and just download a recording app. Another thing that I've done with my family, uh, especially for doctor's visits for my son when my husband can't be there, is I'll put it right on a FaceTime video and when the doctor comes in, I'll say, do you mind if I FaceTime my husband would like to join us? And I'll just prop up the phone in a corner of the office 
and he usually doesn't say anything at all. He's just there to listen, but he wants to feel like he's present for the visit. And then it's nice to have that other person, that other responsible adult that you can talk about the visit with and then talk about the options and maybe look up a few things that didn't make sense to you, right? Once it's recorded either audio or video, you can then not feel more prepared because you can re you can go back over your recording and look up stuff that doesn't make sense to you. So I really like the idea of recording. Some doctors may say no, and that's their prerogative. That's okay. Uh, at which point you want to have a notebook out. Um, if you're not a good notebook writer, um, you can also have your notes app in your phone open. Don't be shy about telling your doctor, hold on. I didn't get that. Let me write that down. Hold on. Can you spell that for me? Right? Don't be afraid to let them know that I'm keeping notes and you need to help me understand. That's part of their job, actually. So don't feel like uh, when they start talking circles around you that you're really stupid or you don't, um, that you should know what they're talking about. It's their job to explain. And if they're not explaining and they say something, uh, that goes over your head or in anatomical terms, don't be shy about stopping them and saying, I'm sorry, can you explain what that means in layman's terms? Right? So those are just a couple of ways I like to advise my clients to assemble their team. Um, you can also ask while you're in that appointment for a referral. Do you know of a physical therapist who specializes in XYZ? And if, when they give you like a printed sheet of physical therapists, that's not a referral. That's a business agreement. That's some organization that their practice has uh, an agreement with. They may not even know the therapist on the list. So be sure you ask them if they hand you a sheet and say, here, go see these people. Do you know any of these people? And do you know if they have experience with what you have, right? Sometimes doctors don't know the physical therapists. They're very busy with their own practices. It's nice to ask. And if you live in a smaller, um, a smaller locale, you may have doctors that are very, very connected and know their physical therapists very well. Um, in large cities like New York City, maybe not so much. Um, so referrals are a great thing to ask for. Um, okay. Assembling your team. When you assemble your team, you're the manager. You are the, you're the team leader. You're the captain. It is your responsibility to get your scans, get copies of the images, as well as your radiology reports. And really it's best to do that on the day that they're taken because you probably don't want to go back to the hospital or the radiology center to track them down later. Um, oftentimes these days you'll get um, a password to a site that will get you the images. Um, you can ask your doctor or somebody in your doctor's office, how do I get a printout of my image? Because very often it's just on the computer. Um, but if you want to take it from um, one provider and be able to show it to another provider, sometimes it's a good idea to ask somebody, how do I print this out? Or you can do like I do. Uh, my husband and my son are mortified when I do this, but when I'm in a doctor's office and we've had an image taken, I say, excuse me, can you move over so I can take a picture of your, of your computer screen with my phone? And then I've just got the images right there on my phone. And for me, 
for my own reference, that works really well. And it's really easy for me to whip it out, whip the phone out at another provider's office. Um, I create an album for medical imaging and then I just put um, whatever medical images I snap off their off their computers right there. And that's a, that's a pretty golden tip right there. I like that one very much, even if my husband and my son are embarrassed when I do it. Um, so as the captain of the team, it's your job to run the show. So when your doctor says go for an x-ray and you go for an x-ray and then nobody calls you for a week, that's unacceptable. It's your job to call the office. It's your job to find out when will I get these results? When can I expect these results? You're best off asking the radiology um, person that who sets up your appointment in radiology. Ask them when they expect the, the results to come back and when you will have them in your hand. If they don't respond in a timely fashion, then it's up to you to go track them down. And um, if they say they're going to get back to you, it's up to you to circle back and say, you didn't get back to me. I'm still waiting for my results. Um, they're busy. You Sometimes we fall off the map with them. So it's our job to circle back and make sure you're getting the information that's um, promised to you. What else do I want to talk about here? Um, back to assembling your team. When you go see a provider, let's say you're, you go see a doctor, and it doesn't go well. Um, one of my clients was condescendingly patted on the head by three of her medical professionals and told, you're too pretty to be in pain. This is unacceptable. Whether you're being patted on the head or whether you're not being listened to, when your doctor tells you something that is inappropriate, please feel free. I give you permission to stop them and say, excuse me, that's inappropriate and I don't appreciate it. Don't let them get away with telling you that your pain is all in your head. That's an inappropriate response for a doctor. Now to tell you that it is biopsychosocial or that you have a pain related disorder of central sensitization, oversensitization, there's lots of different ways of saying that um, it's not because of the mechanical issue that you're experiencing pain, that it's a more pervasive nervous system and brain related processing disorder. That's one thing. But the words, it's all in your head, or you can't be in that much pain, you know, doctors negating what you are feeling is not acceptable. And um, I give you permission to not only let the doctor know that what they're doing or saying and how they're treating you is inappropriate, but then I would also um, go even further and let the office manager know. Um, I'd go to the front desk and say, if I have if I'd like to leave some feedback about my visit, who can I do that with? Um, it's very important that we start to change the dynamic and um, let medical professionals know that their languaging is very important. Their languaging, how a doctor or a medical professional speaks to us as patients has a profound impact on whether we feel like 
we can be healed or whether we feel like we're totally screwed and we're going to be in pain forever. There's um, a colleague that I work with who was told by her doctor who she loves that she has the spine of an 80 year old. She's been told that since she was probably 27 by this doctor. And she likes to repeat it often that I have the spine of an 80 year old. That's, that's not helping anyone. (laughs) That should never come out of somebody's mouth in their office to a patient. So, um, being responsible, thinking ahead to the visit, considering what your goals are, weighing what your desired outcome is, asking for referrals, keeping notes or asking to record, asking for terminology to be explained, um, and letting doctors know when they're out of line. These are all things that are well within your rights as a patient. Um, You want to start advocating for yourself and as such consider your appointment with your doctor or your clinician or your other medical professional more as a a team collaboration. Um, And it would be great at some point in the near future if some of our doctors showed a little more interest in our nutrition and some of the other Uh, disciplines that we are pursuing that are helping us with our pain um, so that they can also use those resources for their their other patients someday in a perfect world but for now we've got retrained back pain and we've got self-advocacy and we've got support from me and my organization to help you get the best outcome possible when you see your medical professionals so on that note I want to say thank you again for listening. Thank you again for connecting with me through Retrain Back Pain. Thank you again for continuing to look for better solutions, not give up, and continuing to advocate for yourself and your care. If you enjoyed this podcast, I'd love to see your comments. I'd love to, I'd love if you subscribe and if you'd like, and as always send me an email if there's something else that you really want me to talk about, I'd love to address that on one of my future episodes. That's all for now. Thank you very much. Talk to you soon, Deneen.